You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to episode 44 of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on a preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. For exclusive first looks at Versus Mike History, follow and subscribe to Versus Mike History in the Fanbase app. And for any further information, go to VersusMikeHistory.com. The road to the bag is definitely tied to your team and the company that you keep. If you are surrounding yourself with different energies that's not on the same wavelength as you, if they not praying for you, inspiring you, supporting you, or showing you a better way, hello, remove them immediately. Look who's to the left and to the right of you. Are they like-minded? Are they disciplined? Are they pushing you forward? Everywhere I go, I get papers. Everywhere I go, I get papers. I'm a rock star, I could've joined Slayer. Got the drum in the car, that bitch a Slayer. Put in the box, I'm fucking with a player. Yeah. AR in the box, you came with a laser. Yeah. I go cook a up, yo, till I got cable. Yeah. I fuck on my dike, yo, we made it in cable. Yeah. I go ball on that bitch, yo, till I can blaze it. Yeah. Can't start with the bitch, I link another one later. I gotta get it together. I'm living my life like a rebel. They try to lock me in a kennel. I beat the case with a simple. Fresh out of court, yeah. Jump in the porch, yeah. Slide through the hood, yeah. Everything good, yeah. Pull out the mob shit. Pull out the mob. Pull out the mob shit. Pull out the mob shit. All right, we're here at the Triple Double Juice Company in East Orange, New Jersey. I got my guy with me. This is this will be the last interview of 2020. Um, it's been a long year. It's been a long ride. We've had a lot of things going on, but ultimately, um, we've made it to the end. And if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Um, like I said, I got my guy in the building. And I'm going to let him introduce himself, you know, because he has a lot of accolades and has a lot of things under his belt. So uh, we're going to let him talk his shit. What's up, dude? Um, <laughs> it's now it's all lowercase for the period. Um, one third of Living Boys International, uh, founder and creative director of Burnout Vision, a uh, rapper design company based in California, but just started here in East Orange, New Jersey, where I'm from. And um, I'm a regular nigga, man. That's it. I mean, you know, everybody in the Liddy Boys is regular niggas. I'm just a regular nigga that do cool shit. That's, that's pretty much it. All right, so I got you in here. Um, it's been a long time coming, to be perfectly honest, because I've sat down with Drew, and I've sat down with Kyle at this point, and, um, you know, it's pretty much inevitable that this was going to happen. Um you are the driving power behind the Lady Boys brand. I would like to say, I like to think, and um, but you never seem to really be around when shit gets popping. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not present. <laughs> um, so just speak about that a little bit, and you know, um, just talk about your upbringing because I want I want the people to know a little bit more about you. Um, well, the real reason is why I'm not present is because I'm in the Air Force right now. I'm in um, California. I've been in the Air Force about two and a half years. Um, it's crazy because right when um, well, Liddy Boy started in 2016, I think around that time, and um, I went 
to the Air Force in 2018. But like the first two years, we was kind of just kind of finding our footing a little bit. We wasn't really trying to. Um, it was it was more so like a joke for real. And then we realized in 2018, like oh, this could be something. And then right when right when it was about to be something, I was like, yo. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> yeah, no real <laughs> shit. By the way, like they ain't really know until. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him directly. I, I I told him on Twitter. It was actually one of the worst decisions I made mm-hmm. in recent memory. But I told him, I was like, yo, I'm going to the Air Force. And he was like, what? <laughs> you know, it kind of kind of fucked mm-hmm. him up a little bit. But, um, nah, it was it, the re- that's the reason why I'm not present. And um, my upbringing, I mean, uh, I was born in Newark, mm-hmm. um, Wheat Quake section. Uh, my whole family's from Newark. My mom's from Newark. My dad's from Newark. But um, I'm not from Newark. I'm from East Orange, um, town right over. I lived all over this place, and uh, I jumped around. When I lived in Newark, East Orange, Irvington, Plainfield, Trenton, a um, couple spots, but East Orange where I'm from with the high school here, um, middle school here, all that. So um, that's my upbringing, just kind of being in Exeter County a lot and heavily, heavily involved with, like, music. That started since, like, probably four or five years old. I didn't think I was going to be in music until probably, like, the 20s, but deeply involved with music for sure so you would say you got into music before design for sure what was that you, you would say that you got into music before design yeah for sure definitely 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 i didn't get into design until high school mm. yeah um what was some of the music that inspired you growing up or leading into you finding your footing in in terms of what you wanted to do in design well um i was born in the perfect time i think 1994 so Right, right after the age of recollection, which is age three up, 97, 98, New York was on fire. You know, Puff, Hove, DMX, Busta, Ja Rule, like, you know, High 97 was the best station in the world at the time. So that's why I found rap for real on High 97 and Rap City and all that stuff. But in the house, there wasn't a lot of rap being played. I mean, my, my dad is super into Biggie, super into Tribe Called Quest, Outkast. Um, but at the same time, he was playing Prince. Rick James, you know, Dewey Brothers, Earth, Wind & Fire, all that shit. So I had that. And then my mom, she was heavily in the neo-soul R&B. So Jill Scott, New Soul Child, um, Mary J. Blige, Lauryn Hill, D'Angelo. But then being that I'm from Jersey in the 90s, it's house music. You know what I'm saying? House music is, that's our imprint. You know what I mean? So in the house, I'm hearing a bunch of house music, like, all types of Tony Chambers mixes and shit like that. So that was my musical upbringing. Like I would hear rap in the streets on TV and I would hear it sometimes in the house, but most of the time it was R&B, Neo Soul, and then you heard House Everywhere because you know, you in Jersey. Mm. So that's what that was. Word. Um, okay, so I guess skipping to high school, um, one of the things that, cause one of the things that um, intrigues me is in terms of creators and designers and stuff like that is like what was that spark because for me it was um an inconsequential moment in time that just happened to like spark uh a years long journey of like Mm -hmm. like uh research and development of different ideas and concepts Mm -hmm. um so i ask i like to ask every designer like what was that spark for you uh when did you know um, I mean, for design in particular, um, I started getting into jazz a lot, like high school going into probably like 2021. 
And uh, with me, I'm a big visual person. Like mm-hmm. I'm really big on visuals and um, seeing the jazz like album covers. You know how um, what's your man's name? Reed Miles. Reed Miles did most of the uh, covers for Blue Note, and I believe he did something Impulse and Milestone as well. But like he did most of the famous covers that the, the average American would know about, mm-hmm. and they were amazing and they fit the music. So I was like, oh shit! Like that's a really dope outlook on how to see the music in a way before you even buy it. And that's really what the sales pitch was. You know what I mean? Like in 1960s, 1970s America where you ain't have no, you had the radio, but it wasn't that huge of an impact. You didn't have no social media. You didn't have no Twitter, no Facebook, Instagram, nothing like that. You really had the record store where you walk in there and you see the vinyl. You don't know who the fuck it is, but the cover's fire. So if the cover's fire, the music got to be fire. And that's what sparked it. And, and also, um, hip-hop with sampling, how we sample shit. Most producers, they will go in a record shop and they won't even know who the fuck they about to pick up. But if this cover fire, it got to be some heat on it. It got to be some shit on it. And it turned into something else. So that's what really sparked it, just watching Reed Miles and um, Hypnosis for what they did with Pink Floyd and you know, stuff like that, just seeing those guys make those covers, I'm like, oh, shit, man. All I got to do is match with what these guys are saying, what these guys are describing, and what better genre to do that than hip-hop, where everything is being described, everything is being explained in, in such an ill way. Like, let's match, you know, the, the visual equivalent to it, especially with the, the internet being what it is. We don't really appreciate it, you know, that well. Just a, a picture with a fucking PA label. Let's, let's put a little more into it because you're putting a lot into the music. Let's put more into the visual part of it. That's it. You're talking a lot of shit right now. Um, I really enjoy that last segment about how um, you have to put the image to the, to the music. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something that a lot of people take advantage of, especially in this era, because like you said, like you just take a picture, put a PA logo on it, a parental advisory logo on it, mm-hmm. and uh, you call it a day. But, and I was, and it's funny because while you were saying that, I was thinking about how uh, in black music, that's extremely prevalent, mm-hmm. but I can't even just give that to black music because, you know, you got albums like Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Like, yeah. I'm picking that up Regardless. as a kid, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to listen to it at the very least simply off the album cover. Um, so... Uh, is is very important to me that you know we document, especially within our community, mm-hmm. because um, in other communities uh, this is taking place, but um, within within our own, you know, we like to uh, overlook the people who contribute um, a lot of the feeling that we felt in that era. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the people from the '90s. I hate to get on a rant, but I mean, yeah. I, I feel like you could attest to this. Uh, a lot of people from the '90s created a lot of energy and nostalgia that we recreate today mm-hmm. like for sure nobody could even you can't you don't nobody knows who created that pink fur yeah that cam war you yeah. feel me that shit should be in a museum somewhere though definitely <laughs> for sure so it's like uh same thing with like with things like rock rock aware and fubu and um, all these black brands that you know are either defunct or white owned now mm-hmm. um you know, we just have to give and another example I, that just popped into my head is Dapper Dan. Like Dapper Dan, for so sure. so for so many years, we have we've had this 
created within our community who's who took luxury European brands and conformed it mm-hmm. to our image. Yeah. And for so many years, not only did they not appreciate it, we didn't even reach out to give him the platform to continue to do that, right. which is why it took so many years between his career earlier on and for him to come back and have his own house with Gucci now. Yeah. Peace of the God, Dapper Dan. Facts. Um, let's talk about some of your recent projects because yeah. I see you doing a lot of playlists and um, I want to know what led you into being a serial playlist curator. Mm. Um, I realized that a, a, a good music taste is pivotal <laughs> like when it comes to just getting to know people uh, in general just people in general like somebody's music taste can describe them in some ways better than they can you know what i mean and and, and it comes in all shapes and sizes you might come across somebody you know big black fat dude from detroit mm-hmm. he might be listening to freaking milton nascimento or some shit you wouldn't mm-hmm. know unless you talk to him you know and and Music is one of those things where you express yourself a lot through it, and I'm telling you, like, music could definitely explain some things that you can't even explain. So, just having a good music taste is super, super important. And for me, like, when it came to make the playlist, I was just like, look, I know I have a good music taste, and I know somebody is willing to hear what I'm hearing at at the moment. But what where the whole curating thing stemmed from is that a lot of people were just putting players together, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, we can do a little bit more with this. You know what I mean? We always. Could, we could always do a little more with it and let's create a theme around it, around the playlist and let's find music that, you know, sticks to that theme. And with me being a graphic designer, I'm like, shit, let's do a little bit more. Let's let's put a fucking cover to it. Let's put a fucking I don't even I don't even know what to call them shits like I do on Instagram now. I don't even know I don't even know what they are. <laughs> Shit, shit evolved so fast now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even know a campaign or mm-hmm. album. It could be a booklet. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But that's what I decided to do. Like, let's let's put a cover on it. Let's put some, you know, images together. And actually, nah, I'm gonna I'm give a shout out. Um, piece of the guy Sean Brown. Sean Brown did uh, a collage basically on Instagram and just like added images throughout each post on the story. And I was like, that's fucking fire. Let's try to put that with the playlist. So I did that at first, and I just started doing full images and stuff like that. So it stemmed from him. Peace to the guy, Sean Brown. I don't want to, you know, throw, leave him out there. But that's what that was. So with curating, I was like, look, I have a good music taste. Let's let's put it out there. Let's make a theme around it. Let's really create some better or more, you know, effective out of that. Would you say that um, when you when you approach? A playlist that you want to curate or a body of music or anything mm-hmm. um would you say that you're doing it to express how the music makes you feel or do you think that when you put it together you're doing it from a perspective of these are a collective of songs that make you feel that all make you feel the exact same way it's a bit of both because there's some playlists that i make just to make them like mm-hmm. you know like uh i had a playlist called meadow which is like 40 50 songs just rock and punk shit mm-hmm. just to make it you know what i mean because yeah. i know somebody out there is a heavy rock listener or listens to rock or some some people might just be hip-hop heavy like me 
that just want to listen to some rock every once in a while. You know what I mean? want to play some punk. You know what I mean? So that's what don't I Don't know where to start. Yeah, you know, exactly. Didn't know where to start. So here's a playlist. Boom. Here you go. Here's some Bad Brains. Here's some Minor Threat. Here's some, you know, some, you know, Dead Kings, some shit. Here you go. Tap, tap into this. But on the same, on, on a different side, the Juanita's Little Boy series that I have, that is basically describing my music taste and where I come from and my mm-hmm. upbringing. The stuff you hear on that is, it, it, it like I said, it, music taste explains things a little bit better than you can. You know what I mean? So for when, I, when I'm drawing a blank on telling somebody who I am, they could just play that Juanita's Little Boy one, two, or three, and they have, they, they have a, some kind of idea of who I am just from those, those records. So it's a bit of both, you know, and that's why I like to create themes. And then when I don't create themes, I like to create genres, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's, that's, so it's a bit of both, yeah. How would you say that um, you shape the Liddy Boy's image um, in a way that you see fit? You know, uh, in terms, uh, from a collaborative standpoint, how do you communicate with two other people in order to put it together a vision that ultimately is part yours as well? It's relatively easy, honestly, because when you when you know the people you're collaborating with, you ain't even really got to like, hey, yo, what you think about this? Oh, yo, what you what you think about that? Mm-hmm. You automatically put it out there and they go, oh, that's fire. That's fire. Because you know who you're dealing with. And with um with Kyle and, and, and Wap. I met Kyle first. I think I met him in 2016, I believe, maybe the year before that. And um, I met Drew a little bit after that. And I, I think I think Kyle and Drew knew each other longer than um, I knew Drew or, or Kyle. But because um, you got to look at the fact that Kyle is from Edison, Piscataway, Edison, and Drew's from Franklin. So that's all Middlesex County, Somerset County. I'm from X County. I'm from way <laughs> down the hill. You know, from East North. So they all knew each other first, and then I came into the picture. But when you know the people you're dealing with, you know your collaborators, and know who you making dope shit with, you know, it's, it's actually relatively easy. And, you know, I know what he like, I know what Drew likes, and I know what I like. And and also, us, us three kind of like the same shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that kind of helps out too. Right. You know, and um, yeah, like when you, when, you, when you get to know the two people you're collaborating with, making the stuff that is describing the brand um, is relatively easy, you know, so. That's dope. Yeah. Um, I came up with the name, too. I think I, think <laughs> I came up with the name. Word. Yeah. Uh, you guys have been on a nice little run. Um, so would you say that that brand collectively is intended on focusing on music? Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> we're, we're too... Uh, we're too creative to just focus on music, I, I believe, because me, I'm more so dealing with music and design. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew is an A&R in the making, so he does his marketing stuff, his branding stuff, and he's a big, big talent scout. Like I, I see a lot of, like, he's really good with finding talent, because there's some stuff he puts on, on Twitter that I never heard of. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this shit fire, this shit fire. Word. And, um, and with Kyle, he's fashion. You know what I'm saying? We call him Keyonce because that's really what he is. <laughs> he's Keyonce. He's a fashion guru. That boy be fly as hell all the time. So he's he's into clothes and he wanna. I'm pretty sure he can create direct a few fashion brands himself. So, and with us three, we have a lot of common. We do we kind of think the same shit or like the same shit. 
you don't be surprised if you might catch a clothing line from me. Don't be surprised if if, if I, you know, drop some clothes or you know, A and R an artist because we all three are cre- all creative people. You know, um, I like to think that all three of us are future A and R's or you know, future creative directors for some kind of artist, or some kind of brand, a label, or whatever it is. Because that's just that's where we are right now. The sky's, mm-hmm. you know, not even the limit. You know, what I mean, the limit is you know the planets and shit. That's why that's how we think it. So. It's, it's not just music. It's music, design, fashion, and then it might, it might lead into film. It might lead into business. It might lead into some other shit. Who knows? But it's way past music. That's that's what that's what you know got us together was music. But it's it's way bigger than that. I respect it. Um, let's talk about community for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know how community affects what you like to do uh, in terms of creating. When it comes to playlisting or when it comes to designing, um, how would you say your upbringing influenced you in terms of how you approach creating? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, um, man. I mean, East Orange is, that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And it's you can kind of see it, you know. If you if you're around all three of us, I'm the odd man out. Like I'm the yo, he he's the that's the that's the nigga that's you know mm-hmm. from somewhere else because right. East Orange and Franklin and Edison is th- three different places. Um, so with community, oh man, I I would I don't really think about this may sound crazy, but I don't really think about community that much because I am the mm-hmm. community in a way. So if I feel as though I'm doing uh, something dope or I'm tapping into this certain kind of, you know, realm. I'm bringing my community with me in a way. I'm not really like trying to be on some like, oh, we're going to keep this jersey. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a intention to keep a jersey, just keeping me mm-hmm. because I am jersey. Kyle is jersey. WAP is jersey. So WAP is more court, but community oriented in that way because he want to, you know, you can, you can see it in just the way he operates himself. Right. He's more community oriented and I would like to think that too but I'm not as direct as he is you know what I mean like I'm community is definitely in my work because I try to keep it mm-hmm. in that you know Jersey area but for me I just keep it me I just you know I, I figure out what's dope if that's dope is dope and that's pretty much it like I, I don't really think community that much but I just think me because I am <laughs> right. from my community for real um what are some goals that you have in terms of implementing design? Mm-hmm. Um, I know all designers, they all designers don't have the wish to be, you know, streetwear uh, brand owners and, you know, album cover makers for the rest of their lives. People have lofty ambitions and there's a lot of things that you can apply this set of skill to. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, there's a lot of different and diverse lanes that you can take. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know if you see yourself staying in this niche, uh, niche lane, or if it's expansive for you in the future. Um, I like to think it's expansive. You know, um, I can't just settle to one thing. You know, but I mean, as of right now, I would love to be, you know, some kind of designer for a label, um, whether it be I don't know, 300 Def Jams, somewhere, some kind of label, because at the end of the day. Hip hop is the biggest genre in the fucking world. Like, 
like hip hop is so crazy right now. Like I, I'm a hip hop head, and I, I, I probably couldn't even tell you that it was gonna be this big. You know, hip hop is insane, and um, what better way to, you know, be a lover of hip hop than to give a visual equivalent to what is the biggest thing in the world. So I want to be an album cover designer or a graphic designer, period, mm-hmm. for, for any record label. But being that design is so expansive, you can't really just resort to one thing. I mean, design is in everything. We in the fucking juice bar. Right. That's basketball theme. There's tons <laughs> of design in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Facts. This desk mm-hmm. is design. Like, who who puts Word. Two, two hoops two hoops together to make a desk? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so design is in everything. It's in that computer. It's in this interface. It's in these mics. That phone you got. It's in everything. So, you know, uh, it'll be stupid of me to stay in one box, you know, and, and, and stick to this. But that's the passion right now is to be some kind of designer for music because a lot of people, I mean, I'm going to be real. Rappers is bullshitting on the album covers. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, that's a, that's a, fact. a bunch of cats is bullshitting on the album covers. People don't really understand how important that is, you know, like. Travis Scott is a perfect example. He put so much work into his music and the sonics and the production and what's going on. He would be... Not even just his music, his brand in general. His brand. He would be stupid if he didn't put David LaChapelle and say, yo, we're going to make a fire-ass album cover to this album we just made. It'd be stupid. You know what I'm saying? So why aren't more rappers putting more work into the visual equivalent of things where it's a album cover uh album poster music videos stuff like that like come on we, we gotta do better with that so that's where i'm at right now is to try to make better visual work for the rapper because the rapper is <laughs> one of the you know the rapper is the brand ambassador yeah the rapper is yeah he's the, he's the guy because <laughs> if you want to sell something Put it in hip hop. Yeah, put it in hip hop. Exactly. So we need to be better with that and cultivate that better visually because we got we got the music down pat. You know, I was just playing a whole lot of red in the mm-hmm. car on the way here. Word. Shit's fucking incredible. What what better way to put this album out? Have a fire ass cover to it. That's that's a prime fucking example. It's fu- it's funny that you mentioned uh, Travis Scott because, um, for his rodeo album. The, the promotional, well, the album cover is, is him as an action figure. Yeah. And um, from then, I just knew that he was he was destined for something crazy because mm-hmm. um, he sold the action figures and really nothing about the promotional tools had anything to do with an right. actual rodeo. It was a moment. It was just, you know, it was a moment, it was a vibe. Yeah. Um, and he took that platform, he pretty much catapulted from there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you know what? Are um, I want to talk about some of your influences in terms of graphic design and hip hop, if you have any, um, or if you feel like it's best to go into design um, in this new era on a, with a clean slate. Some of my influences. Well, I, I named two earlier: mm-hmm. Reed Miles, who did Blue Note, right. And a lot of jazz stuff and hypnosis. I think it's two or three British dudes that did. I think did some stuff for Rush. 
um, Peter Gabriel, but they they they're known for the stuff they did with Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd got some of the most fire album covers Facts. I've ever seen in my life. Um, those were the two, you know, like those two in particular started everything design-wise for me. Um, but being that I went to an arts high school in high school as a painter, I kind of see shit differently, and uh, I'm really Believe it or not, I'm actually a really big fan of photography. So, mm-hmm. guys like Jonathan Mannion, Danny Clinch, you know, uh, Chi Modu, who did like a lot of good promotional photos for Wu Tang and Nas and mm-hmm. all these great guys. That's those are some of the influences for me too. And I actually have a a, a, a higher level of respect for the photographer because they kind of make my job easy in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like if 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 the photo was cracked, I can only you know add to it a little bit and, and make it even and make it even better. And with me, I'm a minimalist, and I've always been a minimalist as a painter, um, as a graphic designer. I'm really big on less is more, because going back to the to the thing where rappers ain't, ain't rappers are bullshitting on the album covers. If they not bullshitting, they doing a little too much with the album cover. They doing they they going a little overboard with the album cover. And with me, I'm really simple. If the photo was fire, all I gotta do is be real nice with the font. A lot of niggas are choosing bad fonts too. Start with the fonts. You know, you know what? Um, fonts. Some fonts are horrible. You like, know what uh, is overplayed at this point? Like it was like it was cool the first time. Mm-hmm. It was it was the most fire shit, and now it's like all right. Mm-hmm. The tats on the baby picture. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. What was the first time we seen that? Oh wait, Carter three. Early. That was the first time we saw it, right? With yeah. the Carter Three. Tats on the baby, yep. Like, yo, how many times have we seen it <laughs> in in this twelve year window? Yeah. To way too many times. Way too many times. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just you know, and I, I appreciate people that pay homage. You know, exactly you know, because what? that because in general that's a fire concept. Yeah, for sure. It's just not a concept that we want to see from every artist yeah. in every genre. Like it's like it was Lil Wayne. Like Wayne was known for his tats, mm-hmm. but somebody like SZA. Yeah. Piece of the piece, piece of the earth, scissor. Word, word, word. <laughs> but nah, it's shout just, out to scissor. That wasn't yeah. you know what I mean. Not a stab, me. not a stab. We we from Jersey, we ain't gonna stab. Facts. It's all um, family. Yeah, but what it, that, that's what I'm you know getting at is like, look, I'm a minimalist. You know, just let's put a good font, com- and I'm a big fan of composition too. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't you know put the right composition to this stuff. Um, but that's my influences is more so photographers, and um. Man, I'm trying to think of a graphic design that you know did some really fire shit um, for for an artist. But like, but the fact that I can't think about it right now is my point. Mm-hmm. You know, we, there's more graphic designs that need to be, you know, cultivated, recognized, yeah, recognized, and to be in, in cultivating this music properly. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know, you look at a you look at a cover like only built for Cuban links. You're like, yo, I'm buying that shit. Absolutely, automatically. You know what I'm you saying? Do. You look at Elmatic. I'm buying that shit. You look at uh, um, one of the one of the best examples of paying homage or something, um, and, and making it their thing and putting their twist on it and making it hot. Smith and Wesson's uh, The Shining album mm-hmm. completely took "He's Coming" by Ray Royes and flipped it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, we gonna make this some some duck down Brooklyn shit, and it's fire. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, those are some. We just got to be better at cultivating this music because hip hop is as best as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're getting we're getting different types of stuff 
all in this. It ain't just hip hop. It's it's we putting everything in the shit. Hip hop is definitely the most diverse it's ever been yeah, at this current point. For sure. Um, I'm curious to know what has your experience been with designing uh, covers for rappers for like local rappers, because I remember like when I was just getting into graphic design, I was like I was doing whatever I could for my own brand to mm-hmm. keep myself busy. But, you know, I wanted to reach out and I had, you know, you everybody gets to, you know, Jersey got to stick together. You want to reach out, help people do this and that. And uh, I got, I kind of got into the uh, the habit, not even the habit, but I, I got to starting to work with artists in Jersey and it just, the whole process turned me off. And it didn't turn me off from graphic design in general. It just turned me off from, from working with local artists in that way because, you know, um, an artist, a recording artist and a graphic artist have two different eyes completely. For sure. And, um, you know, it's hard getting them on track in terms of getting them to see what you see. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard for them. It's harder for them to see for to get for them to get you to see what they see. Right. Um, I mean, as of right now, it's been there's some there's been some difficulties in the past, but um, it's been all right. Honestly, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm currently uh, working on some stuff for uh um, rapper named Soulful is from uh, Franklin. You know, piece of the guy Soulful. Um, got some good stuff coming out. Um, waiting to hear the full product so I can put the visual to it. And um, that's actually one of the. It's actually one of the ways I could kind of cut the middleman out in a way where I could be mm-hmm. like, look, hey, you want you want work on some? Yeah, let's work on some shit. Send me the whole thing. Send me the whole. Send me some stuff you're working on. Send me the whole right. project. That way I can listen to it for a second and get a visual picture to what you're trying to say or what I'm getting from the, in the music and make something up and when i make something up the chances of us you know clashing is less because i kind of see what you see mm-hmm. from what you're saying in these records or what you're or what the, the beat you're picking or you know what you like what you're trying to convey in the music like, wow he trying to talk about this that and the third okay let's put a visual to it and then send it to him and and I, honestly I, I like i said i've come across some difficulties but most of the time it's been, yo, that was it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like, uh, so you don't, you don't see yourself, sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but you don't see it. You don't have any difficult, like, like helping, or I would say you have a, an easier time working with artists to help them, uh, create an image. Yeah. To help them create an image for themselves. Yeah. It's easier. When, when I hear the music, it's easier. Word. If I'm not hearing any music, it's kind of, what if that, what if the music is bad? I do the best I can. <laughs> you know, I do the best I can. You know, <laughs> try to find something in the music to kind of, you know, make it good. And honestly, I mean, you can't even really turn somebody down. Because all the local rappers not going to be fired. Yeah, exactly. You, you know what I mean? You can't even turn somebody down if, like, the music's but I ain't going to work with you. Now, you can't even really do that for real. But ain't, no, ain't no reason to. You know, yeah. we acknowledge it, but ain't no reason to turn somebody down. Be, yeah. Like, nah, this shit not fire. I'm not. Like, yeah. come on, bro. But no, like you you would want to create a fire cover for somebody who don't make good music so that people would people be attracted to it. Yeah, because yeah. somebody likes it. Mm-hmm. Somebody likes it. Yeah. You know, whether I don't like it or somebody else don't like it, somebody likes it. But the the way it can get to that person that likes it is if the visual equivalent mm-hmm. is nice. Like, oh, all right, cool. Let me let me check this shit out. And Word. they might like it. Now they might hate it, but it is what it is. People have different ears. But I was going to say an example that I made. I made this cover like last week for uh 
Um, that's what they all say. The album from Jack Harlow, Peace of the God, Jack Harlow. Um, I made a uh, image of the suburbs mm-hmm. <laughs> and put like a little thought bubble that says that what you say on it. That's what they all say on it because I know everybody and their mama is looking at Jack Harlow like he's just some white dude from Kentucky. He can't yeah. rap. Da, 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 da. And then they look at this big ass cover, of the suburbs, and they go. Oh yeah, I told you this. This is a this is white dude that can't rap, man. He, you know, and then they listen to it. They go, "Oh shit, he can spit." You know what I mean? Like, you know, I like making um, covers for artists that um, that are hot because you know when I'm listening to it, I'm getting a I'm getting a, a picture, and you know I, I make it the right way. I, I, I need to make some more covers for that whole lot of red album because I, I made one, but that was like right when I was trying. I'm, I'm tapping into that album a little bit, but now that I'm mm-hmm. completely dove in. I'm about to make a whole fucking booklet or some shit. Word. That shit is. I'm I'm sorry to keep talking about whole. No, 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 no. It, ju- it just came. This is out. it's interesting. Trust me. We've been waiting forever for this shit, and mm-hmm. it's it's like Playboy Cardi is one of my favorite artists because he's just like he's open. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of these, like I know a lot of cats is not liking it because it's it's not rap, it's not trap. Da, da, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. But that's the good thing about it, <laughs> you know. And what do you expect? What do you expect from Playboy Cardi? What do you, ex- you expect mm-hmm. him to rap like Hooji rap? No. It's play poor Cardi. It's, it's, it has a, a punk swing to it. If you don't like punk, you probably don't like this album. And what it comes down to ultimately is people wanting the world or people wanting the people wanting the culture that they belong to to look like them. Mm. And it's not that's not always going to be the case. It's what the old heads think. A lot of old heads is, is still on that wave. We want we want this look. We want this vibe. This what? No, the world is expansive as it's ever been. This genre is as diverse as it's ever been. The internet is the fucking internet. You didn't have the internet in 1994, mm-hmm. okay? That's why everybody looked the fucking same, and all mm-hmm. the music sounded the fucking same. It sounded great, but it sounded, the, most of it sounded the same. Yeah. But now we have the internet, and that's what I want to talk about earlier when I was uh, talking about upbringing, mm-hmm. being that I was surrounded around house music, neo-soul, R&B, and hip-hop. When I found the internet, I was like, oh, shit. What's this, Daft Punk? Oh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. What's this, Paramore? Oh, this is crazy. What's this? This is uh Bjork. Uh, yeah, facts. <laughs> Bjork, Venus's boy is crazy. <laughs> uh, Bjork, this is crazy. Or, or you know, uh, Tame Impala. Tame Impala, or um, blue, the Blue and Exile album I found through the internet. That Word. was insane. Little brother, Slum Nigga, Village. Katranada. When I found Katranada, I was like, oh shit. I'm but. like, dude, like the internet. Blackness is vast. Yeah, it's super vast. You know what I'm saying? Super crazy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, it's not going to be one thing. It's not. It's 2020. The world is crazy. You're not going to find one look to one genre that is expansive to everything. Like, every single genre is in hip-hop. So, what makes you think it's going to be one look? Facts. Word. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Mm-hmm. I guess the only other question I have for you is, what are your 2021 plans? You know, I hate to put you on the spot, and I feel like I feel like it's it's, it's a little rude to ask people what their twenty twenty one plans is because if somebody asked me, I wouldn't be able. I mean, aside from you know some specific business plans, like I wouldn't be able to tell you all that I have in store. Like, nigga, I'm trying to keep my head hell high for twenty twenty one because twenty twenty was a fucking doozy. This That's year a was a bitch. Um, oh, my twenty twenty one goals. I mean, um, it's you know. I, it's more of a personal uh, year for me. Like th- this next year is a big year for me mm-hmm. when it comes to not even just design, but like just personal, like in my life. Where, um, you know, uh, the Air Force has been very good to me, but I'm almost done. I got like a year and a half left. 
Right. So this this year is we got to write some shit down and plan some shit out. You know, mm-hmm. like the first time in my life, I, I'm plan some shit out. But I need to plan some shit. Like, yo, where you, where are you going to be in the next year? Are you going to be out of California? You going to be back in Jersey? You going to be in, you know, in the South Philadelphia? Fig- figure the fuck out. Um, so that is more of a personal, you know, thing for me for 2021. But uh, creatively, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing because uh, what I'm doing with the playlist is very well. I believe. Um, not anybody. I don't think many people are doing it. The way I'm doing it, I, I would like to think. Um, so I'm going to keep curating playlists. I have three I'm working on right now. I might just blare them out since I'm talking about it. Um, I'm working on uh, the first playlist I have. Well, second, the second volume to this playlist I have called No Tender Love and Care, which is like all young nigga shit, all you know, trap shit. Right. <laughs> you know, because I, I, don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you listen to. When you listen to trap, that young nigga shit, it, it's It will fun. take you there. It's so fun. Like that Saw Baby album is fun. Like I love playing that shit. So I'm making a whole playlist surrounded around that, which is the second volume to that. I'm working on a uh, little eight, not an '80s joint, but like kind of like a black '80s joint. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, nice little throwback vibe. Yeah, a little, th- little rosin to the top. I right. Burke, you know, <laughs> you know uh, yeah. Patrice Russian, mm-hmm. you know, Sherelle and Shalimar and all that shit. So I'm working right. on that. And then for, uh, the Shit, Franklin playing in the crib. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Franklin sure. Saint. You know? I, I got to catch up on that show. Word. I got to. Um, and then for the third one, I mean, I've been holding it back for a while because I really got to dive in for this one. Mm-hmm. It's called The Supreme Alphabet, which is all rare groove, oldies, super, super jazz shit, like tapping into fucking on some Sun Ra shit, like super mm-hmm. jazz funk, like I'm gonna try to make the blackest playlist fucking possible with that one. So I'm taking my time with that. But that's what I'm doing. I'm working on playlists, and um, I ain't gonna lie. This, this week in general, I'm, I'm about to put some rhymes down. So I, haven't, I haven't made a song in years. Word, that's um, dope. So <laughs> I'm gonna put some rhymes down this week, and um, yeah, you know, just work on playlists and work on art, and kind of you know, keep 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 uh, keep the brand going. Because I mean, for for me, the brand is on the internet and visually that's a very important thing to to work on and, co- and curate the visual part of a brand mm-hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna keep it rocking for lbi working on Liddy girls international as well and um yeah we're gonna keep it rocking man you know we're gonna, i'm gonna do it for kyle and do it for wild and do it for me do it for jersey and keep shit flowing word word um all right so thank you for sitting down with me and talking um I appreciate you coming out, being in the last interview of 2020. I had to do it, man. We're gonna to uh, we're gonna start this new year off strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna lead with love and positivity and light, and we're gonna make sure we got our shit together. Um, you could go ahead and and plug your socials, um, okay. if you want. Uh, Niles N Y L E S X Nature on um, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my Bandcamp is nouncexnature.bandcamp.com. I am fucking horrible, yo. I didn't even plug my fucking tape. I have a blend tape out that I dropped uh, last month called Second Nature, which is me putting um, instrumentals of rap and R&B songs over some some different shit. Like uh, fucking, I got a Benny the Butcher song on the M2 main record. Mm. You know, when, when, where are you going to hear that at? You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, Childish Gambino on Porter's head. Fucking, you know, B Cater. I got B Cater Ruler, Piece of the Earth B Cater Ruler over Rocket Love by Stevie Wonder and it's fucking crap. 
So that's on the Bandcamp. Now it's xnation.bandcamp.com. Um, my Vernell site, Vernell Vision, my uh, you know um, graphic design brand, Vernell.Vision. You can find the tape on there, find a bunch of my covers, a um, bunch of books that I may have done, you know, and, uh, and all that. Um, what else I got? Um, Liddy Boys International on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm going to plug the homies too. SharksGlobal.net. SharksGlobal on uh, Twitter and Instagram. SharksGlobal just had that Christmas drop. Go get that. Yeah, for sure. I'm about to get the jacket in a few days myself. Um, Inman Park Legend. On uh on on Twitter and, and, and uh, Instagram, Kyle SG13 on Twitter and Instagram. Chances make champions, you know I me. Mean? Championvision.us on Twitter and Instagram. We doing a lot of good stuff, man. Liddy Boys is a straight up umbrella. Vernell, Charge Global, Liddy Boys, Chances make champions. Illumine Entertainment, all that stuff, man. We doing we we doing I we doing I. Excellent, excellent. Um, and as always, you can find the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Versus Mike History and on the fan base app at Versus Mike History. You can find me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at Last Name History. Versus Mike History for everything related to this pod. Versus Mike History dot com for everything related to this podcast. And um, we got a lot of st- we got a lot in store for next year. So um, make sure you stay tuned in and tapped in. And uh, stay beautiful, stay black, stay humble.